0: For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. And we're Phil Till and Corners. <laughs> Phil Till and Corners FC. <laughs> we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. Welcome back to Phil <laughs> Till and Corners FC. It's the reaction. How are you doing, George?
1: I'm good, mate. That was fun, wasn't it? Nice and relaxing in general. Although, yeah. I, I don't know, I haven't gone on the timeline yet. I, maybe I'm totally removed from social media.
0: Just focus on what's in your mind, George. <sighs> what did you feel watching the game? I felt. It was
1: brilliant. We had a it's very something. calm game for once that we didn't get out of second gear. We won 3-1. Poor deflection, but it wasn't like there was an insane defensive error in that sequence. It was just unfortunate. If we're really going to be critical, I think that Tom Yas was fouled, if I'm actually going to be honest. But... You take those. And I think fundamentally, we saw some really nice principal stuff. I was annoyed with maybe um, our usage of the pivot still. I still feel as though whenever we play with Jorginho and Zinchenko, there is a level of redundancy for me there that they both like those zones. And there's not enough vertical staggering of the pivot, something that we saw in Sevilla a lot more of uh, when we had more of that balance um, with Tom Yasu coming in. But ironically, I think our fullbacks probably took the star of the show Zinchenko himself had a brilliant game. I'm uh so, so, so. had a great game as well. Yep. Our fullbacks were brilliant um in this game, and that's not something that you always can say. They were so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy. Um yeah, yeah I thought they were they were very good. Yeah, um overall, look, yeah, we didn't get our second game. It wasn't it wasn't the hardest afternoon um where we're ever gonna play. Uh I thought Bernie did all right at points in the first half. I was frustrated. Uh, well, no. Let, let's come to the let's come to the frustrations later because I think we should we should always win. Try and focus on the positives because you know you only win how many times a season. So let's uh, let's enjoy what we can. Well, for us a lot, um, for us a lot, for us a lot. But you know you only win once a week maximum, or maybe twice. Yeah. So I think you should enjoy it while it happens. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, positives. I thought Zinchenko was fantastic. I thought specifically in the first half, I thought Zinchenko was really timing when to go inside and and when to stay wide really well. I think mm. sometimes his his desire to come inside so often means that we get a bit clogged up in the in the midfield and it's very obvious it's more predictable. And you either decide, okay, I'm going to let my winger come inside or or chase him and it's more predictable. I think when he is a bit more in and out and he's sometimes wide and he's sometimes inside, it's harder to track him. So I, I was happy with his uh, decision-making in that point. Um, I thought uh, Kai Havertz had a good game. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the the game broke down under his feet at all times. <laughs> Every time he got into the final third, it broke down under his feet. So you might be thinking, why is that a good game? I think it's a good game for Havertz because I think what's happened is we've got to a point now where it's almost like I, the, the phrase I used was Kai Havertz is the human embodiment of edging. Now, if you know what edging is, uh, no idea mate you know no, what I'm, I'm trying to say yeah, and yeah. uh well yeah and if you don't know what i'm saying i can't say it on here because we'll get demonetized but <laughs> uh my point is he's now got to the point where i think he's one action away from the execution it's a yeah. poorly timed header it's a poorly timed shot. Whatever. I haven't been seeing that, so I'm happy that he's getting into those positions. It feels like he's like a misfiring new number nine. That once he starts scoring, put them away. Um, but that's not been the case for a while. So I was I was actually fairly pleased with performance. i was into going uh, to on that. Um, I was pleased with Sacramento Martinelli. Though I know they didn't have the uh, a, a great game in terms of output. I liked their um, I liked what they did. What they did their actions well. The one thing I would say, and maybe we will come to the negatives then, is I. I think, especially towards the end of the first half, I I still think our risk reward axis isn't isn't right. I think, and I think maybe Jesus is our risk taker in that front five. I mm. think when Jesus isn't there, the risk reward thing just tips slightly too too far. You know, if you look at the, the goals, they are a ball into the box from from Zinchenko for Trossard to finish. They are an, a great improvised moment from from Zinchenko. Uh, And obviously from a corner zone, we should come to our corners and stuff. But ultimately, all of those things, they're they're attempts. You have to, you you know, what's that Andy Gray quote? You don't buy a ticket, you don't don't win the raffle. And that was my main frustration, is that I felt as though at periods, and in this game, we didn't need to get out of second gear, so it's not a problem. But moving forward, my frustration is, and I'm interested in your take on this, I feel like we, we hold onto the ball a little bit too long. It, we just we it's just a couple of seconds it goes out to sack it's just a little bit too long comes back to rice it's just a little bit too long and i was frustrated by the movement of the ball at times it doesn't matter today but in the future i think it, it it's been a concern for the for the course of the season
1: well one question i would ask you is why was it different against sevilla and it was an intensity of opponent because it wasn't like burnley where in a high-press position. They were also similarly in a low block. They were defending quite diligently. One thing I will say, the perception of the team game, I do do think plays an influence. People see Burnley and say, if you're not up 3-0 at the beginning, in the first 25 minutes, it's a poor game. I didn't think that we were poor in the first half. I, like you, felt our buildup was slow. I felt like we weren't getting... Um, the ball quick enough to our 1v1 demons but I actually thought that we were attempting more half space crossing in general which, was which, nice. match, yeah. which is a new thing something that we haven't been doing and that's another way to attack low blocks and I think in terms of risk management that's a way to increase it increase yeah. your half space crossing and I, I think that we were doing a lot more um, routines about getting ourselves into positions to score and I saw the intent more than I've seen in other matches. Like you, I have this prevailing theory on the pivot, and it's going to sound weird because I think Zinchenko probably is man of the match in this game. I think that pivot is too naturally slow, and too much both of them want to be the controller so to speak. And when you talk about um, Sevilla and why those things maybe are a little bit different and mm-hmm. how you can have more vertical staggering, which, by the way, I've used this. Maybe it's too fancy for people. It's just when you've got one person in the pivot and then one slightly ahead as opposed to two people flat side by side. Too advanced, too advanced. And, and, <laughs> and I know it's a small tweak, but having two people beside each other that both yeah. like to slow the game down yeah. and like to recycle play is a problem. Yeah. And so when you talk about that build up tempo and I'll I'll just add this too to it. I think Tommy Asu, in terms of how he played today, was brilliant. He was offering a lot more overlaps. In fact, I think that he's getting something. He's he switched a gear in recent weeks. It's not just confidence, not just play. I think he feels more part of the fabric of the team. Trust him as well. Yeah, and and he's being trusted. So I think he made a lot more dynamic runs and gave us a lot of the stuff that you know Ben White was doing. Um, I just felt like from deep. When Declan Rice comes to then pick up the ball, you've now got three players in Schenko, Jorginho, Declan Rice. That's a fairly flat midfield that is looking to do the same things when they come deep. They're not looking to carry the ball through the lines and they're not looking exactly to pass to uh, an eight inside the block. They're looking to go around. And, for example, look at Jorginho's first pass when he receives off the, uh, the, the first kick. the game it's to recycle it's not to go forward it's to recycle you look at Jorginho what's his first instinct it's to recycle what's Declan's it's to recycle so there's not enough risk-taking that was happening at the beginning of the first half but I do feel sorry Trossard was brilliant in terms of his ability to interchange and while he may not be a game breaker in his Maisie dribbling ability I thought today he Took an extra gear in facilitation. He yeah. really was everywhere.
0: We we spoke about that on the podcast, right? Like, it, there's a there's a a, a difference with trossard in terms of just the ability to switch in and around. I think you know he's not, he's not the the athletic profile of Jesus, and he's not the risk taking profile of Jesus. But I think with the facilitation, it, it does make our attack look looks look slightly different. I want to come back yeah. to the zinchenko Georgia thing because I think it's a really good point. I think I think that the what i would say is if we had Partey and rice and smithrow and if, if we had everyone fit i don't think we see that pivot i don't, don't. think that, i don't think that's right so so i, I don't think that would be Mikel's first choice i see why he does it i think it's like the next best option but i don't see that what i would say is what i felt a lot especially during the second half actually was we had like five against two in the build-up phase and I think that's kind of probably maybe the main factor. is Both Jorginho and Zinchenko want to drop and get on the ball. Now you have to know when to do that. You, have, you know, sometimes you do need to come and receive it and, and take it off the off the back foot. But when Burnley are sat there with a two forward and the rest of them, are, you know, thirty miles away, do we need them there? Do we need <laughs> five of you behind the ball to, to try and control it? And I, and I do, I do agree with that. Let's come to the to the incident Working backwards, do you think it
1: was red? If. The league thinks it's a red. It's a red. The problem is the consistency. Yeah. It's, um look, intent. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with that being a red, but then apply that everywhere in the league, yeah. please. And the yeah. problem is it isn't. So that's why people are like, uh, it it's an orange. And the intent isn't to maim or injure, but he catches him. So you're like, okay, now you've given the ref a decision to make. You can see why it's a red in that instance. But I don't think he's intended. I don't think that um, he's meant... To do it, but he catches him on the knee. And I'll be honest, if I receive something like that, I'd be like, "Ooh, I'm asking questions." Oh,
0: oh, you know? Gary Neville. Oh, he's Ooh. a lucky boy. Look, I think if he didn't get sent off, he'd be a lucky boy. But yeah, equ- equally, <laughs> sounds bizarre. I do feel it like I, I think what's what's the aim, maybe in a different game state. If we were drawing and it was like 60 minutes in, I I think maybe that's an orange uh it's a very much a talking to and a yellow and look you're on your final your final uh warning but i do feel i don't know i just my my main directive for refereeing should be let the players decide the game please let the players decide the game. and this game it doesn't really matter and we're going to forget about this incident or whatever and the only way this incident is going to be referenced is something will happen to us in the next game and someone will tweet out and say oh so this wasn't a red but this is a red and that's the point it's the consistency and i Uh, look there's precedent for it being a red i get that but my general gut feeling at the minute around referees is try and let the players decide it and yeah i think in this game it doesn't matter but in another game i think we might be be crying that um let's look at the goals um Mm. working backwards (laughs) sinchenko
1: what a finish baby it, it was incredible uh i'll be on and you know what it capped off a really good performance from him and he, and you know what he's been um it's, slowly... to go it's
0: such a zinchenko game though 3 p.m at yeah. the emirates against the bottom half team that is zinchenko will cook in every one of those games
1: you know what i've thought recently too that zinchenko's had brilliant ball striking for the last couple of games even in sevilla he had an opportunity when he came on his cameo the top of the box on that volley it's yeah. been brilliant he's been connecting quite well um with his passes. And I just think it's more than he deserved. He was also interchanging on the right quite a bit throughout right. this game. Like there was a, a very free role that he was given. Um, look on the goal, it's brilliant. What can you say? I think it's the best yeah. goal that we've scored. Personally, for me, the nerd in me loves the sleeper goal because I want to talk about the set pieces and how that how we created space for that. But I think Zinchenko's is probably the most uh, technically yeah. brilliant goal. It's, of just, this it's just nice.
0: It's, it's, it's the kind of goal supporters love.
1: Yeah, and yeah Saliba's
0: yeah. goal is the kind of goal coaches love I think yep um go on man bloody hell I'll talk about set pieces <laughs> we are set piece FC can I just get our set piece numbers up because they're crazy why we're the speak? best in the league I don't know why people like critique that I've seen some people bit be- uh, I had some comments on something I did recently people going can you talk about why we never score from court guys we have the most goals we have the pieces. most go- yeah what are you know know what about?
1: Yeah, I'm very very confused you know um I I think that Look, Arsenal have been... Why does Nicholas Jova not get the credit he deserves? And, and by the way, on defensively, in terms of set pieces, we don't give up many set pieces in general as well. Like, we're top in the league in both aspects. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, it was brilliant. Um,
0: so set, I'm not sure this is updated, but set piece goals, we, we were top either before today or we're top now. In terms of set piece XG... We're uh, top with, now, for sure. We're 3.47. Set piece shots, or uh, are we sort of middle... Goals from set pieces were. uh, Oh, this is already this is open play, Um, and there was one. There's another one. uh, Goals against. This is it. So this is set piece xg against us we're at 1.47 right at the bottom. So not only yeah. are we incredible in terms of scoring from set pieces and so preventing set goals them. here, we also are the best at preventing them. Which
1: I think That's is what I'm saying. So I don't understand why people critique set pieces. We, we are making the marginal gain. And by the way, you know what's very ironic? When you talk about a low block team in general, you need your set pieces to work for you guys. Like yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. to be having 10 to 12 corners a game. You need you to, to maximize that. And so um, look on the set piece goal, We've talked about it um, on other shows. The way that we've been creating the space in the middle of the park for William Saliba to arrive there is absolutely brilliant. And I think that the decoy runs that we make in the near post to then create the space for William Saliba to come in is is just, it, it's brilliant. I, I love it. I, I think that goal was amazing. And I love the celebration. Did you catch what he was doing? It was just yeah. like this. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, that's, that's
0: just hi <laughs> William Saliba, it's me.
1: <laughs> look, and he, and he did another one of those uh, last-ditch tackles that was brilliantly timed. Um, he did make a mistake
0: today, which nearly, got, did, punished.
1: nearly he's in, got punished. He's not, he's not infallible.
0: but he's not, seems, Yeah, he has to sh- prove, prove himself to not be an alien. So I'll look at the numbers. Uh, 2.1 expected goals and three goals. I imagine maybe that's the Zinchenko thing. Probably yeah. explaining that because uh, it was a lovely bit of play. 16 shots to their eight. They got eight shots,
1: five on target. Well, they had a lot of transitions as well. There was moments... All that, that matters,
0: baby! That <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> We're um, by far the greatest team. Feel tilt as ever seen. Um, <laughs> uh, then this is the running XG. Uh, don't particularly not particularly interesting. Oh, there we yeah. go, boys. So I think that's the red card, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, yeah. Look at that. It's all that matters,
1: really. Uh, these are
0: the positive networks.
1: Um... Well, I'd love us to just pause a second on it instead of moving. So the one thing, look at Declan Rice and Alexander Zinchenko. And um, the redundancy that we're talking about in the pivot is exactly born in this. We had a left-hand side bias, I'd say, in the in the second half of, uh, of the match. And that's why I think that was really important. Um, the one thing is... Uh, I, I feel as though we need to have a discussion about this pivot if we're going to have it in the future and the balance that this stuff brings. So um, I don't think Declan stays as deep if that's Tommy Asu instead of Zinchenko. I agree. agree. Yeah. And and so those spacings are a little bit different. And when we talk about Leandro Trossard, by the way, being a little bit more chaotic, look at how isolated he is in terms of his past network. The one thing I'll say is if he's going to be chaotic, there needs to be support. For him to be chaotic. Jesus drops down, and typically there's a lot more space. If you looked at this pass map from last year, Shaka is a lot closer to the striker and to the left winger at that point. So you have more bodies to do it. That's my only thing in this match, but I think Zinchenko's influence was brilliant. Um and I did really like you know Tommy Ass's ability to kind of flank Jorginho. Cause look, let's have it right, he's a very unathletic. Um, pivot he's we understand what his in possession qualities are but i think in order to kind of make him shine he needs to have the policemen beside him to allow him to make those decisions and that's 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 basically defensive solidity so it doesn't have to be Takehi or Tomiyasu. it could be kiwi or as well um who i was glad got minutes but they were pity minutes in, yeah, in my right, opinion right. you know you know Who is
0: the job yakov please save us
1: and and you know I'll be honest I think it's so ironic because Zinchenko had the man of the match and I hate saying this but I almost felt like this was a Kiwi-Or potential game because we're gonna need these guys down the line and I and I think that keeping them warm like this was something I was worried about generally um, and I just thought it was an opportunity with Ben White out I knew Tommy Yasu would be on the right and I'm just thinking come on then put pick or you know like let let's see what he's got and a Vieira game to so from the start um I was I was interested. Can we talk about that because actually I've got a coaching reason for it and if are we are we surprised when Vieira doesn't get minutes when we know that Kai Havertz is starting and we've got Jorginho Those are the two things that I want to ask questions about. If if you're going to have a Declan Rice who is not going to leave the midfield he's going to be in there at some point right, yeah. and you've agreed that Jorginho is going to be the anchor right the decision be- becomes Vieira or Kai Havertz, not Vieira, Kai Havertz, Declan.
0: But can it not be Rice in the six? I suppose I, I think there's something about Rice and Martinelli that he quite likes.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm well, sure. I, I can tell you, it's the high touch, low touch combination. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: In, yeah. For that, yeah,
1: yeah, and and but let's ignore that. Let's say you put Declan Rice in the six. Who is going to play left back with Ben White out? Hmm. Would you have put Kiwi Or there? Or would yeah, you put it but... put Zinchenko, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. And then,
1: sure. so if you did do that and you put Zinchenko, are we now having Vieira and Zinchenko on the same side mm-hmm. as being passing influences? Yeah, yeah. That's where it gets a little bit uh, yeah. techie, let's say. Yeah. Now, the argument in me could be, well, George, you have that redundancy down in the pivot, so why does it matter if it's now vertical as opposed to horizontal? Because we got that. Um, mm-hmm. I can understand that. But in my opinion, Vieira is a... Uh, he's a final action player and the role right now with Kai Havertz playing your eight would be more second phase. Mm. And I don't think that suits no, Vieira. It's... It suits Declan, right? Rice. The role is the thing. True. True.
0: True. I just, I think mate, like, yes, an overall play, but knowing how much of the ball we have in the final third, I would have loved to see Vieira. Like if yeah. you could like, if you could like flip out Jorginho for Vieira in, in the final third <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. having him back out, you know, that would be become kind of the dream. Um, 627 of you in here. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, oh. Please hit the like button, please subscribe, and please comment on um, George's beautiful hair. You have another trim? <laughs> no, just, you know, I it's, it's greasy. So
1: I get to, you side know. It's
0: parting. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> right. Let's do some questions. Uh, yeah, El didn't get his 30 second masterclass. Mm. Milo says if El Nani got his 30 seconds, it would have been 5 0. That's what I say. <laughs> is El the best Egyptian ever in the Premier League?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like we can't. Yeah, no, Mosala just you know wipes his boots. You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Oh yes, we haven't spoken about this. Uh, Natuera Precious says, "Congratulations, McGoners. What a save for Raya? Save.
1: Brilliant save. Um, an important save in in the game state as well. By the way, um, I thought Raya was actually very good in terms of his shot stopping. Um, in general, in this game, focused. I don't think he's been, um, as aggressive in his positioning lately that's something that we can talk about um and ironically you're asking things of him that maybe are weaknesses and he stood up to so i think it's been brilliant um so yeah david raya had a really good game i think on corners i'm going to admit his claiming of crosses i'd like to have a discussion about because people are quoting the numbers and Mm. the eye test isn't matching up he has three claiming errors this season and when I see him under corners, I'm not confident he's getting there.
0: And he looks less commanding. I think it's something to do with his body, like his size. I think Ramsdale just looks like he's got a longer reach, which doesn't really matter. But like, it looks like Ramsdale can go over bodies a bit easier than Raya. Raya's almost between bodies and then rises, which is a different style. It's not necessarily wrong, but I don't know. Yeah,
1: But he had a really good game shot-stopping-wise. He didn't really put himself under pressure in that sense. And I think that... Um, that that save one v one is so important. The low hand it's underrated as well because it sounds he, so quickly. So, so and he close and he closes the angle. I think what I was going to say is you know the big part of these things is when to go down is as much of a decision as going down. So yeah. it's not just the reaction of it, but you know if you go down a couple seconds too late, you yeah. open more of an angle to the goal. And I think he did a brilliant job in closing the angles down.
0: Agree, and also with Zinchenko as well. I think Zinchenko forced the shot earlier than maybe the player wanted to go. Yeah, which, um, we've been talking about Zinchenko from the defensive side of things, and he has improved. Um, mm-hmm. n- I don't know who this player is. So yeah, we, we agree. He's not he's not Sailor. real. Hello. Sailor. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> um, there's some brilliant comments. Come on. Tottenham get better. go. <laughs> Have we laughed at Spurs yet? Um, Tottenham <laughs> are terrible, <laughs> mate, mate. Mate, I can't wait to see the whole and nice guy thing fall down now. Because what oh, will happen no. is he'll start to he'll start to lose. He'll start to get calls against him because the wheels are slightly falling. If you'll see him, he'll mm-hmm. see him turn that. Because the thing is, is I think from, on a personal level, when someone's like a bit acerbic and a bit witty when they're <laughs> winning. It seems funny. It's like, come on, mate, what are you on about? And everyone's like, oh, that's so funny. When they're losing, it seems yeah. bitter. Yeah. And I think that that will come that will come differently. And I, I, I yeah, I, I think it will be um, it will be a different. Uh, different I'm really
1: team. confused why Tottenham is the team that the media chooses to have a love in. Like, why do
0: you? You are American. Let's be clear. Yeah. Why do you Americans say Tottenham is the team rather than Tottenham are the team? It's always annoyed me. Americans say yeah i think man, arsenal I is going to win
1: yeah i don't know i've never i never we don't have grammar like you guys do <laughs> we, we don't school, you know <laughs> no like, no we don't like
0: you know i suppose our franchises in georgia's Canadian our franchises in north america like yeah they're like br- br- brand names aren't, they are
1: yeah. they're they're a lot more brand and they're not they there's not the level more of community yeah, yeah, yeah and well look I, i'd say like teams in england they are synonymous with their neighborhood and and their environment yeah, yeah. and that's not the case like um the raptors the miami heat they're a brand yeah themselves
0: the heat is gonna do sick this year yeah yeah it's like an institution yeah. or, or a business yeah.
1: They, they, uh, yeah it is a business yeah
0: ash booth uh says george alex why do you think Arteta didn't give either walters sejo or abraham a start what well, start i I mean, you know, a start is is a is a big is a big call. What I will say <clears throat> excuse me. What I will say is I wonder if Pierre didn't get sent off. I, I wanted to see a Walters or a Sejo Jr. or someone. I just think Arteta is so like reluctant to use young players. And I get it, but similarly to the Kivior conversation, when you're depleted and you and you haven't been using these players, that's when you that's when you rule. That's when you rue the day that you didn't give him a start, or or give, give him, you know, five ten minutes just to give him the rhythm of the game, just to give him a feeling, just to give him that experience. He comes in the dressing room. What well I mate, you first start. You're in the team now, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, Look, it's the one thing I can...
1: will say, to be fair, uh, I'm definitely somebody that loves the academy. None of those boys are ready. I'm I'm going to be very honest with you. Sure, they've made the bench, and it, it's an, it's in experience. That's part of the development. None of those boys are ahead of you know Mohammed Al who hasn't got a game. The greatest is is of all playing time, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rua Walters is not ahead of Tommy Asu in yeah. terms of getting in there. Um,
0: I, I get that in terms of ability and, and readiness 100%. But I think giving those guys, those guys who are like... And Reece, who we third. haven't seen
1: and needs needs a game. Like Sejo Jr. is not getting in above Reese, who we need to have a game. There's one player that I do push back on even my logic here, and that's Amario Kozier Dubury. That boy is ready. We've seen that Saka needs a rest. He's proven it. He's got incredible returns in terms of the academy. He's trained with the first team. That's somebody that I think that... You should have brought on. You should have been able to provide your debut to. Um, the G- thing G- is, you
0: do be a star. Come on, you coward!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's fun for us because we see the talented academy, and we yeah. want we want to prop an academy youngster. Yeah, let's yeah. be clear. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, right. And so there's a part of that. A lot of the people that are ready though are at the U17 World Cup. Ethan and MLS. Yeah. You know, um, Miles has got you know he's got an assist and he won a penalty by the way in his first game. Ethan uh-huh. goal and assist himself. So. These kids, like they're stars, they're coming. Oh, it's just, George! Not everyone is you going love to be him. the superstar. <laughs>
0: Pramod says Koliosho is good. Should we be looking at him? I liked him. Nineteen years old, Italy mm. U twenty or U twenty one international. He looked strong. Yes. He looked quick. He looked direct. I love those types of wingers. I know that they're, they're not your favorites, but um, but I love those types of wingers.
1: No, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind them. You know what I like is the aggressiveness that um he tries no matter what, like he's not discouraged and it can be discouraging playing against the Liba and Gabrielle and that type of defense. And he, he doesn't care. He, yeah. he, he will, he will continue pressing and uh, forcing the issue, you know, as much. One thing that I did want to talk about was the Martinelli um, impact on the left-hand side and the dribble. I talked about this on X a little bit, but I thought I've been noticing this recently. I don't know about you. Matoma has been famous for kind of talking about his thesis. In thesis and dribbling. And I won't bore everybody, but I will give them a very uh, quick synopsis of basically his conclusions in that thesis. And so he essentially was saying in order to fix an opponent, which is just a technical term for basically causing them to have a deer in headlights moment when you're doing a 1v1. One thing is he he talks about making sure instead of side footing your first touch, you go through with your laces. One thing I've noticed with Martinelli is that he keeps um, his reception in the direction of travel to fix it. And that's the whole Wales coaching video that we've seen. I don't here. understand that. Explain that again. So it's essentially, when he's receiving the ball, he's not receiving back to goal. He's receiving on his side so that when the ball is coming to him, he controls with it with you. his left foot. With, so if it's, coming, if, sorry, if
0: it's coming to him from his right, he's receiving it with his right foot on the outside.
1: Yes, I'm yes. And he's always focused on being in the same direction that he's going to run into instead of receiving, turning back to goal. What this does is it gives him an extra second to create that separation, whether it's stop-start against his opponent. That's why he's so successful. And that's why it's not as aesthetic as other people, but it gives him the extra yard to really create that separation. And I think the one thing it does is it optimizes his ability to be super direct. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why using him his kind of foot in the line of travel, as opposed to the Grealish side foot. Grealish is a perfect example of having very much um, a different dribbling style. You know, Grealish will stop. He will face play. He will receive back to goal and he will almost, he has that, there's that really funny video where he side foots it, side foots it, and then he'll explode. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the dri- Grealish dribbling style. Ordinarily doesn't do that. <laughs> you know, he, he's very different. And I think that's why he's very successful in his dribbling, yeah. despite not being aesthetically what people's eyes are going to. Because if you go back, I wonder what his numbers are, but Sevilla obviously gave the fullback a tour of time, but I'm noticing he's a lot more purposeful in making sure his body is positioned in the same direction that he'd like to travel.
0: George has Matoma's thesis tattooed on his on his arm. So, yeah, I think, what was that thing about... <laughs> just. <laughs> uh what, what's that thing about um step count as well? Because I think he's he's in I, I always used to feel Martinelli took too many steps. Yeah. I thought about Saliba sometimes as well. It's I don't know whether this is unfair. Sometimes I think when he receives he takes a few too many it's a bit doddery. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just an aesthetic thing. I don't know. I don't I don't know if it matters as much when you're in your in that position. But with Martinelli, I feel like he's taking less steps to achieve more, or certainly he's able to control that that
1: step count a bit more. It's it's um, partly to me his body orientation, like it gives him that ability too. So right. you've got to create the space for your body to go into. And that extra second really is the difference for me.
0: Pramod says, George, I thought Manali always had that headache. I attribute it to its foot, his futsal upbringing in Brazil.
1: His futsal upbringing, I think, helped with his first touch and ability. But I think in terms of uh, Mikel's work with his body orientation was brilliant and also slowing him down martinelli is a stallion he's a racehorse he just wants to go 100 miles per hour and i think still in his final action by the way some of the reasons why i think i feel it's rushed is because his head is go 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 he's got to slow down and assess a bit and doing that is probably one of the biggest coaching things that i believe that Mikel has done for him
0: more than you believe uh right we'll finish there uh good win we move we'll on what's
1: the, what's the premier league table saying um well tottenham uh sorry They're
0: buddy everywhere they go we are at we're, we're, uh, i just, think we're third right let me just share my we're screen
1: because uh, we are here no we're second because city haven't played yet
0: yeah so. and liverpool okay so we're joint top yeah uh, we're a point ahead of tottenham <laughs> hey, hey um liverpool when did liverpool, oh, liverpool play tomorrow brentford do they play
1: um they play brentford yeah and yeah, then chelsea
0: tomorrow this could be so, a good weekend for us okay and also yeah brentford i was gonna say a oh, nice no, away okay yeah but brentford and uh chelsea city you never know you never know. i'm also i mean actually just before we finish we should just quickly discuss the injury side of things because i feel like we have a lot of we're having we're beginning to build up the the list i think the uh international breaks come at a good time I mean, where, where are we now? We're at Smith Rowe. Saka will always be fine, but there's always worries about him. Uh, Enkettia was on the bench, but it doesn't sound like he's fully fit. Um, where obviously Pit Parte Timber, uh, who else am I forgetting? Um,
1: I think Ben White was
0: ben inoculated. White Pierre is now suspended, so I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm, I think it's a breaks lot breaks of those returning,
1: right? Like I would say Saka, Odegaard, Enketia, Odegaard. um, all back by the international break, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I really think it's going to probably be Timber and Partey. Emile Smith-Rowe rumored to be back, by the way, after the international yeah, break true. as well. True. So um, it looks bad now, but I do think it'll probably be Vieira suspended, Partey, and, um, and timber. timber.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Jesus as well. Yeah, and hopefully Jesus will be back. Yeah, I think, I think the, Jesus like, will be back as well. I think these the international break has come at a really good time. Great. Um, and it's Field, Tilt, FC... Phil Tilt FC, FC. Yes. We're by far the greatest at corners the world's ever seen. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, please drop us a like, drop us a subscribe. Um, yeah, check out the latest podcast. We'll have one for you on Monday. We'll be back. Enjoy your Saturday evenings. Enjoy your Sundays. See you Monday. Bye. Peace.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.